Opportunities are available in all walks of life in Australia. So if you're young, if you're healthy, why not get a boat and come to Australia? Australia. The chance of a lifetime. You get it for two. Who the fuck is the opening? It's too late. <laughs> too late for an opening. The opening is I fucking Bro, I would fuck this up. I fucked up this entire season. Why did Yahoo you do Sirius this? fucked up this entire season. <laughs> it's his fault. Yahoo Sirius was evicted out of his Sydney apartment for doing Mr. Accident. Yahoo Sirius, here's what here's here's what I want to start this episode with. Because this this podcast um, there's, there's been a lot of feelings, I think, <laughs> on this season of this podcast. We have expressed a lot of our feelings about Yahoo Serious, but facts don't care about our feelings. So, I want to start out with a fact. Okay. Are you ready for this fact? I'm well, ready, yeah. Greg gomez Pede was born on the 27th of July, 1953. That means he was 47 years old when he made Mr. Accident. That's insane. That's the saddest thing I have ever heard. That's insane. That's like... That's pathetic. It's just... It's not... I, I can't even say it's laughable, because I'm just... He did it to himself. 47 years old, still called... Still legally called Yahoo Serious. Like, I think after like 20-something years, you'd get real sick of it. You would think. Um... He did another movie after... <sighs> I guess it was filmed in 1998, so he wasn't quite 47 years old, but that, it, that, that means it took two years of post-production. How? Tell me how this movie took two years of post-production. Why did it take so long to come out after filming? Or did he film it so... No, it said it was filmed in September and October 1998, so... Two horrible months. <laughs> Once for uh, for Sydney, Australia, <laughs> and then fucking Y two K happens. I guess Y2K maybe he hoped that hoped that the world ends, and he doesn't have to release this. Other than that, he hopes. I feel like it's more in character for him to hope that the world is going to end in Y two K. But this is the very last movie that ever comes out, and it's the last. It's the movie that's yeah. on everybody's mind as they're their last thought, like, that's the last movie I will have seen before. Yeah. Yeah, every computer... You had the theory on, I think, the last episode that you said about the uh, Hollywood section that it just shows how much contempt Yahoo has for comedies. Yeah. And I wasn't quite... Like, I I was trying to give him some leeway that he actually just has awful taste and... uh, is you know that he thinks it that he thinks this is good he just can't make a good product f- to save his life but this movie feels so cynical like this i told you i tried to tell you like he... so this is a movie mr accident um which came out in the year 2000 uh it was kept in the vaults for a year and a half after there. filming, I guess. Because there's no, like, special effects or anything. No. There's, I guess there's uh, opening credits that 
feel very distinctly like we have arrived in the late 90s early yeah. 2000s yeah it's it's a different it's filmed on a different kind of camera it looks like yeah. a movie from between 1997 and 2002 ish it yeah. looks it looks like a movie it looks um, like a pre-9-11 movie yeah, yeah. It's, i guess 1999 had like all the famous movies that have, have ever come out so he was yeah. like let's wait let's wait out until the matrix hype dies down oh fuck the sixth sense just came out <laughs> uh and there's this new Star Wars thing happening that everyone's so excited about. We gotta wait for that to die down so we can have our moment. Yeah. This is the most contemptible uh, thing I've seen since last week. I don't... But it's... Yeah. It's not... Here's, here's one thing I say about this movie. This movie is not worse than Reckless Kelly. Are you sure? But it's really hard because Reckless Kelly is the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> this Like I gave I gave Reckless Kelly a half star on Letterboxd. I gave this one one whole star out of five. That is With all due respect <laughs> That is half a star and one star too many, respectively. <laughs> Look, you can't give zero stars. You should. <laughs> this... I... After... After Reckless Kelly, I was dreading watching this, because yeah. I read the summary, and I was like, this is going to be the worst thing I'm ever going to see. This is the... But it wasn't even... Okay, I, I, I get to it. Go on. Right, yeah, I was like, I read the summary, and I said, this is the stupidest summary I've ever read in my life. This is so dumb. Yeah. And I... I geared myself up for it to be an hour and a half of raw random XD egg and a lot of slapstick. And mm-hmm. that's yeah, what, what I got! Think? But the thing about the <laughs> summaries is that they're not describing the whole movie. They're describing the last not five at minutes all. of the yeah. movie. Yeah. So the summary was like we read out the summary last week and we had like a whole bit about how like it just sounds like the most random plot. It sounds together, so fucking it's not stupid. Even, it's not even fucking that. Like I you fucking wish it was that. Uh, what was that? It was the IMDB summary. Here, I right? have it, I have it. Do you a have very, it on hand? Yeah, I have it, yeah. A very clumsy man and his UFO obsessed girlfriend discover a plan made by his boss to market eggs laced with lit- nicotine. Yeah, that's that happens in the last fifteen minutes. Minutes. That's the last four minutes. Yeah, like the nicotine-laced eggs is like supposed to be a plot twist. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for spoiling that IMDb summary. Literally, we could. Go, this is another thing that we could go point by point on and point it out. Okay, a very clumsy man. Okay, yeah. Yes, accurate. Yeah, yeah, sure. His UFO-obsessed girlfriend. She's not his girlfriend. No. Until the, <laughs> no, she's not his girlfriend until the absolute last shot of the movie. It's about, it's like a rom-com, it's, it's supposed to be a rom-com, right? Like, it's about them yeah. getting together. Like, more accurate would be accident-prone man falls in love with... A bimbo. Yeah. Who happens to be obsessed with UFOs, but that doesn't have to do anything with the plot. It has nothing to do with anything, it's just there. <laughs> it's just there. 
It's just there. But this isn't... Like, this is true, right? Like, that it's true that it's about an accident-prone man who falls in love with this girl. But that's not the plot of the movie. You tell the me plot the of the movie, movie is... I, I, was, I was thinking about this, but it's... So, Yahoo Sirius plays a man named Roger Crumpkin. And I hate Who you. is from a family of people who take apart things. Because they're pieces people. So in his childhood, he wasn't allowed to use his imagination. Now he's grown up. And he still, as a hobby, disassembles everything into parts. But also is the most clumsy person you have ever seen. He will literally do life and everything will... It's gonna be like really badly done Rube Goldberg style like set pieces where like one accident leads into the next. It never is. Um, which it it's indeterminable and it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not fucking funny. None of it's funny. None of this movie is John- funny. John Mulaney, I, this is this is my this was my impression of John Mulaney's Mick Jagger impression saying not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie is that. <laughs> so he happens to do a lot of accidents. Um, he also works at an egg factory, despite not actually liking to eat eggs. He lives together. With a man named Lyndon, who is also his co-worker, who also works at the egg factory. Uh, the boss of this factory was replaced by an ev- by the evil brother of the original boss, for mysterious reasons. Mm-hmm. Then... Roger goes out to pick up ladies, smokes one cigarette and gets addicted... Transphobia happens. Transphobia happens. Then his neighbor, I think. Sunday is was she her neighbor? How did she how did she get into her room? She went to go stay with her friend the cop and uh-huh. got the the key wrong. The key she had the key upside down. She thought it was number uh, number ninety one, which is Yahoo Sirius's okay. apartment. I missed 16, that plot point of uh, of her coming to stay with her cop friends because this movie is like if you look away for ten seconds, you will be completely lost of what's happening because nothing there's like no consequences to actions. It's just the movie is nothing. Spinning. The movie like, is... I haven't even. <laughs> Go on. Oh no! This movie is nothing but setups. Yeah. It's the start of bits. Like, and I haven't even finished bits. summarizing, like, the yeah, first yeah. third of the movie, because it, like, everything has, everyone and everything has, like, 15 gimmicks. Yeah. So, this girl stumbles into her room, falls, breasts boobily onto <laughs> Yahoo's face. Um, and then I don't remember, a bunch of stuff happens... Which leads to them going out on a date. The date goes awfully because it's so accident prone. Then they split up. He hangs out with his evil boss who was also dumped by... 
the woman he was seeing. Um, and neither of them, neither of them know that they got dumped by the same girl. They got dumped by the same girl. They smoke a cigarette together. Then his evil boss gives feeds him an egg, which gets him addicted to these eggs. Then it turns out that the evil boss has been is a sicko who traps people into fridges and crushes them. And a bunch of other hijinks happens. And then it turns out that he has laced the eggs with nicotine to get everyone addicted to it. And then next he wants to put nicotine in baby foods. There's a helicopter and then, overhead because we're talking about this movie. And then somehow the movie ends. Somehow he gets defeated and Yahoo and Sunday get together at the end. That's the plot of the movie. That's the movie. When I tell if you, this I sounded did not like laugh I was... a single time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's nothing new, because I said this last time. Like, I had no laughs at Reckless Kelly. Every single joke that was in, uh, in Yahoo Sirius's body got, like, squeezed out. He squeezed himself out. Uh, he squeezed all the jokes, you know, mm-hmm. like 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 the bit in Moby Dick. Um, he squeezed until all the jokes came out, <laughs> and then he and then he got like another movie and that had no jokes in it. And then it took him seven years to come up to put with together another jokes. one. Yeah. So instead of jokes, he just like if the last movie was like simulacra of gags, right? This is a simulacrum of a plot. <laughs> like, I don't have. There's, there's very few new things we can say about this movie. I mean, we can talk about the individual things in it, but like yeah. the overall, like, because it's just. We can. T- I think. I think something we can talk about is like a a, a sample platter. A bit of tapas as far as, like, uh-huh. the kinds of things that he thinks are funny that are yeah. in this movie. So, for one thing, um, so the love interest, right? Her name mm-hmm. is Sunday Valentine, and she's a big, fat bimbo. Um, she she is very silly, airheaded girl. Um, she's super into, into UFOs. She wants to discover yes. alien. She... Meets Yahoo Serious, like we said, because she that so happens. she gets yeah she gets dumped by the evil boss, and she goes to stay with a friend of hers from back when she lived in the country, and they worked in another egg place sexing the chickens, which is has the hilarious sight gag of them taking a bunch of little baby chicks and throwing them into two buckets, one that says cocks and one that says no cocks. To indicate male or female. Yeah, that's how chickens work. Yeah, that's how chickens work. So, she goes to stay with her friend. Um, They meet... Who cares? That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about her friend, who is a cop. And they give the cop friend a big, fat, prosthetic ass. And they... I'm not going to say insinuate, because it's basically textual... Yeah. She's fucking her dog. 
She's fucking her dog. This is Yahoo discovered in the seven years between Reckless Kelly and Mr. Accident. He went on like a whole. I think he like looked up like what things people find funny, and he got he got really hooked on bestiality because there's like fifteen bestiality jokes in this movie. Isn't it so funny that she's <laughs> like fucking a dog? <laughs> she's fucking her dog, and then there was. There's the chicken sexa thing. Yeah. Right? It's hilarious. Um, and there's then, a there's a line he I'm inherits. I'm trying to wreck because there's a... I, I, I yes. think I... There, there's a... So he inherits his nice boss's dog after he goes missing. And yeah. there's like a one-liner where somebody refers to the dog as like his wife or something. Mm-hmm. Which is stupid. I, I feel like there was an allusion to another animal. That can be fucked, but I don't. <laughs> I'm wrecking my brain because I'm sure there was like an, one more type of bestiality joke. Like it wasn't enough. Like something that wasn't even about like about the cop friend, right? Like it's 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 like she's not she's not even the only one yeah. who gets in in them. But I don't. I there can't for s- my life remember what it was. There might have been something with the fish. Yes. Wait, no. A- I don't know, but there was, this does remind me that there was a moment where the fish gets, like, crushed by a car, like, the fish falls out. It's so horrifying, where's the joke? It's fucking awful, okay. Where's the fucking joke, Yahoo? And it's even worse, okay, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Mr. Accident 2000, please don't, but here's the, (laughs) the context for this fish scene. Holy shit, so he's had this fish the entire movie, right? He loves this fish, I forget the fish's name, who cares? And the fish does this thing where it starts swimming around in its little goldfish bowl really, really fast. And it does that, and it forms like a water spout, and it flies out the window. And it flies out the window of its its apartment, and it lands on the road below, and gets run over by two cars, one after another. And you see it happening! It, like, breaks apart and everything! It's Fucking yeah. horrifying! There's a graphic goldfish crushing scene and. Suicide goldfish crushing scene! Oh, yeah, there's another suicide joke at one point. I don't remember what it was. Uh. But. Are you sure this movie isn't worse than Reckless Kelly? Are you, <laughs> are you really gonna stick to saying that this movie is not as bad as Reckless Kelly? I don't think it's worse than Reckless Kelly. It looks more like a movie than Reckless Kelly, I'll give you that. Yeah. I think it can fool you that way. But there's no fucking way this movie is better Yeah, than and Reckless this Kelly. movie doesn't they are have on a... at best. <sighs> yeah. This movie is reprehensible. Uh... You keep cutting out, I think. Yeah, you too. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna have to do a reset. <laughs> Alright, the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about how I hate Greg Gomez P. <laughs> I hate this motherfucker. I think we were just talking about we were talking about bestiality and fish suicide. Oh yeah. Hilarious. I So funny. I know, yeah. You told me to remember what I was talking about. Oh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say I think because it feels like 
I think the joke of the fish being crushed is that he's so attached to his goldfish. But fish aren't even real pets. Like, I think that's supposed to be the joke. Like, fish aren't actually animals. I think that's what, like, it It feels like Yahoo considers, like, the goldfish to be the comedy pet that can be killed. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, fish aren't real animals. It's the first. Miserable. The first, like, the, the, the movie opens with... With, like, a... Well, I think there's a cold open, right? That shows like his abusive family. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. that's the other thing, like Which I got some shit to say about that. Funny domestic abuse is the other uh or like familiar abuse is like the other thing that uh that he puts into this movie. And after that, during the credits we have like this first like big accident sequence. Mm-hmm. And that's where I I mean <laughs> Not that I had any expectations of this movie. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but that, that was the point where I was like, oh, we're really in this. Because it's... It's like... It's like Greg has like this idea of... Like he has seen... Fucking Three Stooges, Marx Brothers, Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton stuff, and he was like, "I can do that." But Yahoo Serious is the person with the least comedic, the least comedic bone anyone has ever had. Like he's the least yeah. naturally funny guy. To pull this shit off, you need to be like extremely good at physical comedy. He's not. He's not. So instead, it's like. He burns his toast, but then he stabs into the toast with a fork and then gets electrocuted. And then, like, it's not, it's not like a, it's, it's not believable as, like, accidents. And more like, this guy's a fucking idiot who, like, uh-huh. keeps, keeps killing himself or, or almost killing himself on purpose. I wish he would. And then he's also, of, of course, played by a 47-year-old man. He doesn't... <laughs> To his credit, he looks... For a 47-year-old man, he looks in shape. Like, I've seen worse-looking 47-year-olds. But he's still, like... I think he's... I think Roger Crumpkin is supposed to be, like, a guy in his 20s. Yeah. 30 most. Yeah. So for that, he looks too old. Yeah. Like, for reference, the girl playing his love interest was, like, 28, I think. Yeah. Because I was looking... I was looking at some stuff... She's, like, big on Broadway. She's done, like, um... Or, well, not necessarily Broadway, but she does, like, musicals and, and things like that. Um, that's mostly what she does. And yeah. I was... So, while you were resetting your internet, I did some some clicking around, and this is why I forgot what I was saying, but, um... I looked at the... I pulled up the actress, uh, who plays the dog-fucking cop. Um, the lowest-rated movie she's been in is not this one. This has 17% on... Mm-hmm. Tomatoes. Which is movie. because, to be fair, it has 17% rating on, on Rotten Tomatoes because it only has six reviews. <laughs> and one of them was positive. Which was from Yahoo series. The, um, the lowest rated movie she was in was, uh, it's at 6%, and it was Son of the Mask 2005, which is great. Great. <laughs> which, by the way, 
Speaking Find a way. Of son of, I want to talk about. I want to say something about Son of the Mask. Okay. Because, uh, as people following, oh, this is great. Uh, as people following our uh, Twitter page uh, might have noticed, I, I did like a deep dive into movies that have Junior in the German title. I have assembled a list of the. Um, Junior Cinematic Universe, which you can find <laughs> on my letterbox if you, uh, if you are looking into that. And these movies are um, Son of Paleface, which in German is called Bleichgesicht Junior. And of course, Young Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein Junior. There's a movie called Mr. Robinson, uh-huh. uh, which is Robinson Junior. Then there's Raising Arizona, which is Arizona <laughs> Junior. Uh, there's a movie called In the Mood, which is Casanova Junior. Uh, there's Young Einstein, there's Encino Man, there's Reckless Kelly, Sonny Law, Jury Duty. Then there's a movie called First Kid, starring Sinbad, <laughs> which is um, Mr. President Junior. Or Sinbad! Man. I went through Sinbad's filmography. He, I put his Oh, there's on some the good list. ones. Yeah. There's some good ones. I, I want to look into Sinbad. We will be talking um, about some goddamn Sinbad. Um, I, think, I think it's going to be better than any of these. Uh, still. <laughs> Uh, there's Mr. Accident, uh, there's Little Nicky that is Satan Jr. Uh, in German, and there's Son of Bigfoot. God. Now, I don't know if you... There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a glaring omission here. No Son of the Mask. <laughs> because the mask in German is just the mask 2. Like, Son of the Mask in German is just the mask 2. How did they miss that? What the fuck? How did they Germany. miss that? Oh, right there. Like, for reference, like, su- s- several of these movies were called Son of the Something. So, how they could, how they could miss it? Yeah, the, the German title for, for, for The Mask is Die Maske 2, Die Nächste Generation, which means The Mask to The Next Generation. They fired the guy who kept naming everything Junior. <laughs> I wonder Come if. On. Oh yeah, the other one is "Son of Chucky" or "Seed of Chucky" is, I guess, the original title. Yeah. "Seed of Chucky" in German is uh, "Chucky's Baby." Another, <laughs> another huge missed one. Um, yeah. Take the L, Germany. Yeah, I can't um, think of any other ones that have a son. Anyway, anyway. just just to update everyone on that. Um, <laughs> This movie is, like, as, as I said in the first episode of this season, is Patchwork Junior, which means, like, Accident Junior, which is quite a statement for a movie where the main character is 47 year old. <laughs> there's nothing um, Junior about this guy. There's not a damn thing Junior. I, um. Another thing that distracted me on the, this actress's page after I saw. Lowest rated 6% something as 2005 uh-huh. was the poster for another movie that she was in, and this movie is called Danny Dick Chair. Okay. I want you to Google image search the, the, the poster for this movie, because this poster. Danny Dick, Dick Chair. Chair. Um. Well, that didn't work. Oh, D E C K C H. No, it just. My Google search didn't work. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know why, because my connection is on Discord is stable, but Google doesn't want to. I'll show you the picture, I have it. Okay. So here's the poster. Oh, now it works. (laughs) Oh, great, cool. Fucking whatever. Um, 
Danny Deck Chair, starring Reese Ifans and Miranda Otto. Two thumbs up, Ebert and Roper. <laughs> this poster. <sighs> yeah, this is very graphic design. <laughs> Have you seen the? I I've been listening to uh, Quadrophenia by the Who today and. Like, one thing that struck me about that album is that the album cover is, like, this great black and white photo with, like, this... Uh, the kid that was, like, s- supposed to be, like, the main character of Quadrophenia. And then, like... <laughs> like, it, it... You know, it's a striking photo, but then, like, there's these little... In the little, like, side mirrors of his motorcycle, there's the faces of the band members of The Who, like, really clumsily inserted. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the like face in the balloon here reminds me of. Then that chair. God. Roger Ebert liked this one, so maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. Danny Deck chair. Because I, I, I was the other thing I was gonna say, uh, as I was. Um, so we said this is 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the one positive review is from February 2001 by someone named Kurt Dahlke from The Apollo Guide. If you click on full review, this website doesn't exist anymore. Like, this is... Great. It goes to... But this can't even... It looks like someone bought this website or something because if you click on full review, it goes to saltspringapplecompany.com. This is a website for apples. Like, the top thing says, Ciderworks, Orchard and Nursery, Apple Treats, blog. What the fuck? Like, this is a website for apples. Like, if you go, if you go on Apple Treats, it has, uh, it says, so many ways to be delectable. Fresh apples. During our harvest season, usually August through October, but we sell certified organic fresh apples. Um, then it says, apple fritters, organic apple chips. What the hell? What happened here, Rotten Tomatoes? Okay, here's here's a here's a thought. Here's a thought. Yeah. Remember how in Young Einstein in Einstein Jr. his family lived on an apple orchard? Of course. Perhaps this is <laughs> Yahoo Sirius's way of covertly telling us that he's the one who left the only positive review. <laughs> He was leaving it in character as his version of Albert Einstein. Kurt Dalke. I don't think this accident. person exists. Yeah, all that comes up is... Yeah. There's nothing on this. Uh, I not have real. seen... I have seen one article written by someone, like in a series... Journal. Um, I uh, wish I had this here. Was it this one? No, it's not this. There was like someone who was like raving about Yahoo Serious and like got it published on a serious website. I said serious again, fuck off. <laughs> but I can't find it anymore, so I guess. I guess they heard our podcast and felt ashamed of their words and deeds. They should. Oh, there's a... We missed this. Oh, no. You remember the movie Young Einstein? I do remember the movie Young Einstein. 
I just found out that Roger Ebert has reviewed this movie. Um, That's huge. He, he gave it one star and then never reviewed any of Yahoo's other movies. Good. Uh, <laughs> but he says, Jagdstein is a one-joke movie and I didn't laugh much the first time. Since it takes place in an alternate universe, a place in time and space where an unsung genius named Albert Einstein was born on an obscure island of Tasmania and grew up in Australia instead of Europe. Um, then he sums up the plot a little bit and then he says young Einstein is played in the movie by Yahoo series an actor whose very name violates a law created by me the first law of funny names in a movie the use of funny names is a certain sign of desperation some shit I would say <laughs> but this but he went he went even further like he cr- made it his funny name in real life yep uh the words violates a law created by me. I'm like 99% <laughs> sure I've tweeted that verbatim. Um, the whole construction of the film depends on deliberate anachronisms as well as young Einstein uh, invents rock and roll music and indeed sings the song rock and roll music some years before it or rock and roll came on the scene. Is this funny? I don't think so. <laughs> I think this is the he I think he's onto something here because he says I think it's the sort of thing that sounds funny when you're writing a script, but one burst of laughter over a keyboard doesn't translate into the audience buying a whole sequence in the film. Yahoo series his entire career. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's like and that's like this movie, right? Like so that was the the first accident sequence was already painful. And then there were like five or six more in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's not funny. It, it's like something that, like, the saw puppet will show you. <laughs> this is the movie that I watch, and then seven days later I die. Yeah. Like, there's... The one where they go on a date, and you can, like, see the awful stuff, like, happening from a mile. Oh, yeah. That's and then he like still keeps doing it. What are you talking about that one scene? But that one was, I, I mean all of them, but that sequence was like the most painful to me because you're like, we know exactly the, where this is going. The date is going to go wrong because he yeah. gets into accidents. And then that gets dragged out for 15 minutes. It's miserable. It's fucking miserable. Just sitting it's there and watching it is miserable. I can't, like it's... And it's just like the Yahoo serious thing of like, yes, in theory, you know, slapstick can be funny. Um, but he just doesn't get it. He doesn't get, he doesn't get a form of humor that like is entertaining for five-year-olds. Like he can't even, he can't even entertain (laughs) five-year-olds. this movie was going to be in the first five minutes during the opening credit scene. There's a part where he, like, puts puts his iron down next to his phone, and for the entire rest of that scene, I'm like, alright, pick up the iron, put it to your face, burn your face, pick it up, come on, tick tick. I'm sitting there doing Reggie.gif, yeah. waiting for him to pick up the iron and put it on his face, and then he finally did, and I said, yep, yep. And every joke in the movie is like that. Yeah. 
but it's not that like seeing jokes coming from a mile is like bad like you know yeah. you can't have like set up and pay off or whatever like um i don't fucking know <laughs> you can have like you know something hanging there and you're like as an audience you're like oh i uh, this is gonna go out bad for him i can't wait to see that happen but mm-hmm. no not here no like, as much as he's a bad comedic actor, he's also just like not a good director. Like, he's not a good filmmaker. It's he doesn't. He just doesn't know how to pace his movies, which was obvious from the last one, which was eighty minutes long, seventy-five minutes long, if you don't count the credits, and felt like three hours. Like, <laughs> Reckless Kelly was like awfully paced, and this one hasn't. I mean, this is also badly paced, but this is more a case of like. Too much is happening and none of it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, none of this movie fucking matters. Like this is, it makes it even hard to talk about because there's no point yeah. talking about the scenes consequentially no. uh, or sequentially. But also, like talking about the individual things is hard because like none of them matter. <laughs> like, they don't. like the like the UFO thing, right? What the fuck was the point of that? It goes nowhere. It doesn't matter for the plot. Like it's no. just, it's just a thing that she has. And then Yahoo finds like a thing in a trash, like yeah. in a garbage thing. It's like a garbage a, dump. He finds like it's a like a construction thing. site. Yeah. Yeah. And he thinks it's a hubcap, and he he specifically identifies the type of hubcap it's for. And here's here's a thing that didn't work. Okay, so um. Wow, rare, something in this movie didn't work. But he, so, like, towards the beginning of the movie, he's driving around in a shitty car, and, mm. um, uh, his roommate co-worker guy is like, your car fucking sucks, get a new one. And he's like, yeah, maybe someday, and he describes this car that he wants, and, uh, you know, it's kind of setting up. When I, you're trained, in the language of how movies work, to expect that when somebody brings up, oh, he need new car. You expect that at some point he will get new car. So he finds this thing that he thinks is a hubcap. And he becomes convinced that it belongs to a UFO for reasons. Who gives a shit? Eventually they go out to try to find the UFO it belongs to. But what they find instead is like a, a perfectly intact, if rusty, Volkswagen. And I thought, okay, here's where he gets new car. Right? Uh huh. That's the end of it. Nothing about cars ever again, except for one scene where his car doesn't work. No. That's it. And the alien thing is like. So. He's like trying to impress Sunday by finding evidence for alien life. But then it just got, gets dropped yeah. from the movie completely. And then in the end, it turns out, wow, it was actually from Aliens. Haha, <laughs> isn't that a funny stinger at the end? Which, <laughs> it could have been a funny stinger at the end if the whole thing about, like, if there had been, like, some sort of lesson learned. Like, if it had been about, like, um, well, I used to believe in alien life, but now I figured out that now I found out that life on Earth is crazy enough. Something like yeah. anything, any like, cliche, like, just do yeah. it. Do something. Do something with it. I'm begging you. Like, if you're putting it into the movie. There are so many f- 
fucking things like that. There's another thing, like, on that line. There's a part, I think it's when he and his evil boss are outside being sad and sharing a cigarette. Yeah. Um, I think this is where this happens, where his boss says something like, oh, women are women are the real aliens, Amogus, and he is, uh, and it's like, okay, so that's where you kind of latch onto something, like, okay, is this where the aliens are going to come back in? Is it going to turn out that, like, she's an alien or something, or, like, um, who fucking knows? The, 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 Chickens are aliens. I don't know anything. Anything. Is this going to turn out to be anything? And of course not. It never comes back. It never comes back. I feel like nope. if this were, yeah, if this were in a movie written by somebody who had ever seen a movie that they themselves hadn't directed, they would. <laughs> this would be the type of movie where we'd get, like, guys in shitty alien costumes or we'd get, like, a shitty little, like, um, Eiffel 65 Blue Dabba D 2000 CGI alien dancing around at some point. You know, I feel like that could have come back. But I, I, I almost expected it. It was, it was, it's a very late 90s thing to happen in a movie, but that never happened either. We get, like, a shitty shot of a UFO at the very end. Who gives a shit? Yep. I want to talk about the cigarette thing, because I have a theory. I don't think Yahoo Sirius has ever smoked a cigarette in his life. <laughs> he hasn't. Like, this is insane. This is an insane <laughs> thing to put in your movie, like, to... Roger smokes one cigarette... And then there's a whole thing where, like, he's at the bar and, like, the the scary punk at the ga- bar is, like, lecturing him about uh, nicotine can get you addicted after just one cigarette. And now he's, like, a smoker and then there's, like, a bit at the restaurant where Sunday is, like, I, I wouldn't have thought you were a smoker. Yeah. And then he and then says he something th- about... Doesn't he just do, like, the classic Yahoo series joke fail of just not finishing it? Yeah. He's just like, yeah, well, I do. And there's no punchline. Yeah. Yeah, he tries to assemble a cigarette, but the tobacco falls out of it, and then he doesn't Mm -hmm. smoke it, but then later he does smoke it again, so... There's that. He says he's smoking it for the flavor. He's doing it for for Augustus Waters' Fault in Our Star reasons. He's smoking Augustus, for the flavor. Yeah. He's doing it to remind himself of the risk. But he's like, doing it for the aesthetic. What's he trying to... Because you might think... I think it is the intention, right? Like That this movie is supposed to be an anti-smoking PSA. Who but, fucking cares? But that doesn't work if... If the rest of the movie is about how this guy almost dies constantly. Like, you can't make it about how cigarettes are dangerous for you, because sticking a fork into a toaster is 10 billion times more dangerous than smoking a cigarette. God. (sighs) And then, of course, the whole plot of, like, the evil guy, like, putting nicotine into the eggs, right? Like... If you want to get, I don't fucking know, if you want to get people addicted to your eggs, like, there's gotta be, like, more effective methods than nicotine. Yeah. 
It's like Yahoo Serious f- knows about one drug. <laughs> oh no! I gotta stop big to pick you. Like it fucking sucks. I wanna. I don't. This. I don't know why this returned to me out of nowhere. No, I know why. It's because it's in the scene where he's driving around in his shitty car. Mm. They like. It's like blinking, you miss it, but he's driving, and it's like just some footage of, you know, like some panning footage of him driving down the street. And you see a big Australian flag, but it's not just any big Australian flag. Oh my god. Do you god. remember Yahoo Sirius's famous kangaroo flag? You gotta be kidding me, I didn't notice that. It was there, and I got so fucking pissed. Yeah, maybe it is as bad as. I'm gonna bump this down to half star as well. If I had if I had noticed that, you know. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I... Let's look at let's look at this fucking website, because there's so much about Mr. Accident here. I hate Great Pete. This I mean this website has Jesus Christ. Oh, there's <laughs> a lot. Cause this website, Yahooseries.com, has like a uh has like a Copyright 2000 at the bottom. This movie came out in 2000, which makes me believe that the reason why this website even exists, the reason why YahooSeries.com even exists, was like it, it got together, it got put together in the lead up to <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Accident. So, obvious, there's a lot of stuff on Mr. Accident. Um, are you on the Accident page? I am on the accident. On the house slash accident slash yep. index dot HTML for those who want I, to follow along with us. I'm right there. So there's like an animated Is this even animated or am I Yeah no, it is, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, did this I was thinking this movie do like like for for a second I was seriously doubting if this Movie fucked up my brain so much that now I just like imagine this 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 image being animated that isn't but no it is. Uh, it has a quote here that says Yahoo's new f- new film is fantastic, Adrian Martin the Age. And it says Yahoo he's back. And it shows the Sydney Opera House, but uh, it's eggs instead of the things. Yeah, because that's what it is in the movie. Yeah. Mr. Accident is a satirical romantic rocket ride through the lives of a bunch of losers hurtling into the chaos that is contemporary life. I hate this motherfucker. It's a circus of cool catastrophes underpinned by a moral tale about the downside of addiction. Fuck off! Can you stop? (laughs) The downside of addiction and corporate globalization. It's a trip. Can his ass stop for one fucking second trying to justify all of his comedy like it's a, an art piece going into a museum? I mean... It's a shitty movie that isn't funny where eggs happen. Shut the fuck up. It really feels like... I think I'm... I'm understand... I'm, I'm getting closer to understanding who Yahoo Serious is. Uh... And, like, some people have called this, like, when we posted the first preview clip, uh, Rhino was like, this seems like an, like an alien's attempt at, like, human humor. (laughs) 
Um, and this is what, that's what, like, everything he does is. Like, he, this is the same fucking shit as, like, tackling environmentalism and the Australian flag having British in it and uh, multiculturalism and, like, taking the abo- taking Aboriginal land away, like, handling that in, like, a comedic, satirical manner, commenting on Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing here with commenting on addiction and corporate, the downside of addiction and corporate globalization here. Like, he, you know, the same way that he's, where he's, like, the big issue in environmentalism is business, is banks towing an island away to Japan. The same way here, like, the downside of addiction is, uh, what if they put nicotine in our eggs? This motherfucker. I'm so tired of this bitch. Giannis, I'm so fucking tired of this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The world famous Sydney Egg Opera House. Along with the giant potato in Idaho, the falafel dome in Beirut, and the spring roll tower in Beijing, the Sydney Egg Opera House is one of the the eight edible wonders of the modern world. Architect Jörn Utzon was aesthetically influenced by both the Australian obsession of building big things for no apparent reason and his own simple taste for eggs. Inspired by a breakfast of boiled eggs near the site of the toaster on Sydney Harbour one morning, Utzon was compelled to build the next big thing for Australia. But then tragedy struck as it always does when politicians use art as a political football. In 1997, uh, 1966, the conservative liberal government of New South Wales fired the greatest architect of the 20th century, Jörn Utzon, and got some red back from the public works to finish off the building. <sighs> the true vision remained but a dream, until, required as the centerpiece of the Yahoo series motion picture Mr. Accident, Jörn Utzon's architectural masterpiece, the Sydney Egg Opera House, was finally finished in 2000 in his original specifications. Up to then, generations of Australians and international visitors to the greatest building ever constructed could only stand and gaze upon Utzon's elegant curves, imagining what magnificence that completion would mean. Shut the fuck up. Why does he have to, like, if we were more charitable to Yahoo series, like, if this was the first Yahoo series movie we ever watched, would be like, oh, okay, I think this is what we were like in, this is what we were like on the Young Einstein episode, mm-hmm. where we were like, yeah, there's like cute, funny ideas on this. He kind of like over explains them sometimes. Yeah. He goes, he harps on them for too long. Like, it's. You know, in Young Einstein, it was kind of funny that there was a sign at the university that was, like, no musical instruments allowed. But, like, the way it played off was that the guy was pointing on it that said, you have to leave your musical instrument outside. It's the same thing here. It's just just gotten so much worse in the, like, 12 years since. It's so bad. The Sydney Opera House with eggs. Okay, fine. Cute visual gag. Writing an entire essay about it? I can't say anything that will get me put on a list. Oh, cool. There's a... 
if you click on if you click on this banner of the animated banner it leads you to the four star review by yeah. Adrian Martin that says seriously Yahoo's new film is fantastic it leads you to many things this 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 animated banner is the compendium of Mr. Mr. Accident 2000. Anything you could possibly want to know about it is is in this this image. Isn't it funny that the link to the soundtrack says soundtrack albumen? I get the joke. I don't have to be fluent in German to get the joke. Soundtrack albumen. Sure. I remember that just reminds me of like maybe 10, 12 years ago, my dad was, uh-huh. <laughs> my dad was like, I guess looking for, he was doing some type of research on like, um, places that, his, where his, his band's merch had ended up online, and he kept finding like, he kept finding listings for it on German websites, and he'd use like Google Translate to translate it back, and he was like, why does it keep saying it? Why does it keep saying the egg? Why does it keep talking about eggs? And then he figured out that the uh, the funny joke of Albumoon being a, a part of an egg and also albums. Yep. Records. Hilarious. So, so I get the joke funny. because I'm a big genius. But so is Yahoo Serious. I am as smart as Yahoo Serious. You want to click on characters? Here. Yeah. Let's talk about these characters that we have in this movie. We, you know, we have talked a bit about them, but maybe Yahoo Sirius has more to say about them. You want to tell me about Roger Crumpkin? I'll do something about Roger Crumpkin. Uh, Roger Crumpkin, parentheses, Yahoo Sirius. Roger Crumpkin is the world's most accident-prone human being. Every inanimate object he touches seems to respond with an almost human malevolence. Cheerful incompetence belies the loneliness and isolation of Roger Crumpkin, a disturbing symbol of 21st century century urban man. He is intimidated by everything from the opposite sex to his cantankerous toaster. Roger's obsessive-compulsive dismantling fixation has dominated his life since childhood. As a result of his family's violent rejection of his creative mind, he no, never no. used his imagination again. Roger's obsession for dismantling domestic appliances is a metaphor for his life, which is, is rag- it? rapidly and tragically falling apart, according to his <laughs> only friend, Lyndon, parentheses, Grant Hero. It seems impossible that this messy, comma, simpleton with the wild, disheveled hair and a heart of gold will ever find a meaningful relationship with anything more than a goldfish. <laughs> okay, there then you have ex- it. There you yeah. have it. There's then the... He- there's the- that's the joke. Hate this motherfucker. Then he accidentally collides with Sunday Valentine, parentheses Helen Dallimore, and he suddenly begins to conquer his handicaps. The world may see Roger as a crazy stuff-up, but Sunday finds in him finds in him a charmingly sweet eccentric who might just conquer the impossible. There's a lot Fuck here. Much to think here. about. Um, metaphors. Metaphors. Disturbing symbols. 21st century schizoid. I am quite disturbed <laughs> by seeing Roger Crumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> the 
century schizoid junior is what this movie should be called. <laughs> and there's the title. There's the title. <laughs> A disturbing oh symbol of 21st century urban man. The 21st century has not begun when this movie was filmed. Get fucked! <sighs> okay. We haven't really touched on this yet. We, we kind of hinted towards touching on it, but I want—I think now is as good a time as yeah. any to talk about this. So, we might as well touch on it. Okay, so... Quote-unquote, as a result of his family's violent rejection of his creative, creative mind, he never used his imagination again. So, the way they illustrate his family being pissed off at him being quote-unquote creative is he's drawing a picture of himself and his family. Yeah. He's using his imagination again. In... Only in Yahoo Sirius's mind could drawing a picture of somebody's family equal an expression of imagination. Why is, why is his family like that? Why is this family why like? Why is why is imagination the thing that they're like this about? Why is imagination? Because the the reasoning that his dad gives is that we are tiles. We are what is it? Tiles people? Is it no? We're, we're parts we're people. people yeah. We're parts people. All we do is take things apart that are already there. So you can't use your imagination because that's the opposite of that. I guess because, like, I guess because imagination requires you to put things together in unique ways. I yeah. think, if I'm being extremely generous, mm -hmm. that's, I think, what he's going for. But it's I mean, so another, vague. It's what so this abstract. movie does is, like, it, it, it juggles a lot of balls, juggles way too many balls, but, like, doesn't even... It juggles way too many balls, but doesn't even attempt to, like, catch them when they fall yeah. down, but just throws them in the air. <laughs> and I hope Some that of one of them... Some of them stuck on the ceiling, yeah. Like, the, the thing about, like, him being since childhood forbidden to use his imagination, it comes back, like, twice, but only that he... That we see another flashback where he's and he's like, and that was the last time I used my imagination. It's not his <laughs> accent, but he says he says that. But like, it's not that it's not that he defeats the evil Eggman <laughs> through the power of imagination, right? Like, it's, it's not that it's not that he discovers. Eggman, we could call yeah. <laughs> it's not that he discovers, like, something dormant deep inside that has been, like, asleep for so long. His suppressed imagination. Right. That in the end, like, helps him overcome the, uh, you know, the threat of the nicotine eggs. Yeah. And also stuffing people in the fridge and yeah. crushing them. Because that's the other thing that the the... the villain of this movie does it's so fucking hard to talk about this movie <laughs> because like even if even if this was even if this had a payoff like it would still be hack yeah but the movie doesn't pay it off 
And it also has so many other things that the same thing that it also doesn't pay off. Like it's not even that. Like the imagination thing doesn't get resolved because something else. Because he learns some other lesson. Because he doesn't. No. Or someone else learns something. Nobody learns nothing. And not in a nihilistic sense. Like not in a yeah. sense that like the point or the joke is that they don't learn anything. It's just. They, they get to get it. they get together in the end, and then there's a funny like cutaway where it's like the next accident is gonna happen. Yeah, <sighs> and that's why I'm so pissed off about like this <laughs> character, this character portrait talking about like him being a symbol. He's not a symbol of 21st century urban man. He is one. <laughs> like you can't be like. This is like this. This is like Arya sword is a symbol of revenge, like type of thing. Where it's like it's not. If it is the thing, then it's not a symbol for it. Literally. And the same way, like obsession for dismantling domestic appliances is a metaphor for his life, which is tra- rapidly and tragically falling apart. Where it's like not. He doesn't get like it's also not that he's like I'm gonna stop dismantling things and instead put things together like my relationship. Like it's not something like this. He doesn't say this. No. I'm just I'm just trying to I'm trying to in my brain rewrite this movie to for anything to get a payoff. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if something got a payoff? Can you imagine like, if things in movies got payoffs? Yeah. This is like when, when people were like, before the turf shit about J.K. Rowling started happening, you know, and the main thing people were mad about her is that she was claiming things about her characters online that weren't in the books. Yeah. Like, this is how this feels like, like, Yahoo tries to give, like, his movies uh, themes but without putting them into his movies and instead putting on this shitty website where ha 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 is like superimposed in the background. God. This Sunday Valentine. Hold on. I'm having an epiphany. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite of themes are for eighth grade book reports. <laughs> uh-huh. Please elaborate on that. Okay, so themes are for eighth grade book reports is looking at material that is made explicitly for adults. Yeah. And is, like, anybody who can think about something that they're reading knows you can read a lot of things into it, no matter what. You can pull a theme out of it. You don't have to be in the fucking eighth grade to do that. Yeah. And just, and then it's it's looking at something like that and saying, "No, this is this is what it is." Yeah, it's classic anti-intellectualism. Like I think exactly. I, I think I get where you're going with this, but yeah, yeah that attitude, this, classic yeah. anti-intellectualism. It's been said ten million times. Every once yeah. in a while, like something you know, you see a post that's about like um, what the author what. What what the English teacher says, the raven is a metaphor for his dead beloved, uh, and it's a metaphor for his loneliness and anxiety. What the author said, I think ravens are nice. Yeah. That's exactly, yeah. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. 
Meanwhile, Yahoo Serious is taking characters and events yeah. that are so surface level that and so one dimensional that literally they're just setups. There isn't a punchline. There's no payoff. There's no payoff in any way to anything, no matter how big and overarching or small and just, like, in the moment it is. None of that. This... Even even, even literature for children has depth. This is literally... It's, it's one-dimensional. This mm-hmm. is as one-dimensional as it gets. And him saying, I'm going to write a book report about this. Yeah. Here are the themes of this. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it's exactly it's not... the opposite. Where the when the other thing is like anti-intellectualism, in this case he like It's hyper-intellectualism. He wants to make satire so much. But he doesn't know what satire means. Yeah. Nobody ever posted the satire requires clarity of intent image. It's not even like the intent that that the intent yeah, no. is unclear. It's that like it's not even like you know it's when not people. There. It's not Paul's law, right? Like it's not that when people misunderstand the satire, they take it for the serious thing. Because in that yeah. case, you at least tried to do satire. Yeah, you tried to do something. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's just he does like the most like nothing. Nothing. Movie, and then claims that it is, it it stands for all these things that it yeah doesn't. And I'm not saying this as in a way that you know the the examples we said before. It's like fucking, I dare you. <laughs> I'm pointing at the screen, but I don't mean you, Roy. I'm pointing at the <laughs> listener. I dare you to watch this movie and like find. Any of the meaning that Yahoo claims it has. I dare you. If you find anything in this movie, I will fucking... I don't know, I don't want to promise anything because uh, <laughs> in the end I will have to do something, but... You know... I, I... double dare you. What? No, oh, I'm, I'm just talking to the audience. I double dare you. Yeah. To do this. If you if you find anything, I will I will issue a formal apology to Yahoo Serious on the next season of this podcast, and I will say that he is he is indeed a forgotten genius. Um, but there's no way, there's no way. I mean, if any of our listeners end up watching these movies, let us know. Yeah. Because. Um, Don't hold us accountable. Yeah. If I don't respect you if you watch this movie because we told you not to. Yeah. Like you can watch them at your own risk, whatever. But don't don't think that I will be impressed by this by by you watching yeah. this movie against our uh, warnings because I won't be impressed. I will be disappointed in you if you watch these yeah. movies after these episodes. I'll be embarrassed. And, yeah. Honestly, yeah. We're we're doing this episode so. Um, so we can tell the world about Yahoo Serious and his uh, and his deeds, and uh, so you, the listener, don't accidentally end up like browsing the comedy section on Tubi.tv, uh, TubiTV.com. Yeah. 
yeah. I'm sorry to to be and end up on Mr. X. And you want to know what the recommended movie when this when this movie finished on? Uh, I still have this window open here. You want to know what I the ho- next? I I assume if you watch it on Tubi as well, it was probably the same for you. Yeah, I hope it's the same for me. Yeah, because it says starting in twelve seconds, the next movie it's gonna show to show to me is what's it for you? Chairman of the board. Yep. An all-star cast rides the wave of success with comedian Carrot Top, who stars Edison in this wacky comedy about a gadget inventor who inherits a Fortune 500 corporation. Go to hell. Chairman of the board. Work sucks. That's the tagline. Yeah, it does. (laughs) When you're right, you're right. I do wish Carrot Top had made more movies because he would absolutely yeah. be on this with Chairman of the Board. I mean, maybe we can do him as a one-off, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or we find another <laughs> connection. Uh, is there anyone else in Chairman of the Board? I don't think so. Chairman of the Board. Uh... I don't think any... No. I don't think, yeah, I don't think any potential, um... Sickos are in here. It's wild that Carrot Top made exactly one movie. It's insane. I feel like Carrot Top made a hundred movies. Yeah. He made one. I mean, he's been in a bunch of other movies as himself as a cameo. Yeah. Uh, he's a Polish Shore is dead as himself. Of course he is. So we will meet him uh, again Why eventually. Uh, he's in Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. Great. Uh, he, he has a cameo as himself in CSI. Carrot Top appeared on an episode of Tosh.0 receiving a full body massage from Daniel Tosh. Great. I don't know who that Hilarious. is. Oh, you don't know who Daniel Tosh is? Good. You don't need to. Yeah. I mean, we could fucking do chairman of the board, like, as the next episode before we do the the full next season, but we I'm not sure. We can't put off that next season anymore. <sighs> yeah. I'm that was the say, point of I this. Think, <laughs> no, I think we need to get to the next season. Yeah, we gotta uh, just knock it out. Except we'll just, we'll just... We'll just remember Chairman of the Board for, like, whenever we feel like our life is going too well. He... No! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He... He is... Karatop is listed in the cast um, for two other movies where he isn't playing himself. Everything okay. else he's playing himself. The other ones are Dennis the Menace Strikes Again. Yes. Which the the lead roles in that are Don Rickles and Betty White. Uh huh. And then the Three Stooges NYUK, which you'll notice spells out in yuck, where he's playing okay. a character named Doctor Eugene Splicer. Now, the thing about this Three Stooges movie is that there isn't a link for it on. This on, Three Stooges uh, movie is not movie. even like on Letterboxd. Like I'm on the letterbox page for uh for Carrot Top. 
uh, the Three Stooges movie is not here. Because I think it's because this is an episode of a TV show. Oh, I see. I found here's here's my here's my discovery. Here it is on on IMDb. Wesley Nielsen is also in this, so so tell your let your mom know. <laughs> Professor Wesley Nielsen teaches to the students of NYUK New York University of Knuckleheads lectures on the three students Great. before the students' shorts air. And Carrot Top is his assistant. Okay, well that's Great. that's epic, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad you got to be... do that. What's Carrot Top up to? The oh, I remember there there was a post about how Carrot Top got buff or something. Yeah, Carrot Top did get buff. I don't know. I if do he still not care is, about he... that. <laughs> it would be very funny to me to to watch Dennis the Menace Strikes Again without watching Dennis the Menace the first one. All right. Uh, yeah, I was gonna. Gotta, we... I was gonna talk about Sunday Valentine. Yeah. Sunday is a vivacious but vulnerable chicken sexer. In quotes, for some reason. From a bucket flats egg farm, an ingenuous misfit. Her dipsy character is reflected in her dress sense, a cookie kaleidoscope of disparate fashions. All her life, Sunday has been convinced by those around her that she is stupid and has protected herself by playing the clown. Unable to handle the thought that we were alone, Sunday had embarked upon her quixotic quest to find intelligent life in the universe. Ironically, Roger is the first person to acknowledge that he's got a bra- that she's got a brain. Sunday gains the confidence to take control of her life. A natural mender of things, she inspires Roger to reassemble a crazy crumbling world. I mean, this is the first time and last because it's his last movie. When is the first time where Yahoo like actually tries to like make a story of romance, like tries to like go through different stages. Yeah. Of the relationship of two people getting together. Because, like, Einstein and Marie Curie was, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just... She was just, like, immediately so into him. And they, like... Then they were together at the end. Yeah. And the same with Reckless Kelly and Robin Banks. I, I forgot about Robin Banks. Yeah. I forgot there was any romance in it. Because there was... They, they had... They had the opposite of chemistry. Yeah. Whatever chemistry is it, that's what they had. I mean, how do you feel about the chemistry between Yahoo Sirius and Helen Delimore? I want to kill somebody. Sunday uh, Valentine. They're, 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 they're... When you're playing buffoons to this degree, like... Yeah. What do you want... How, am I, how do you want me to answer that question, Giannis? Like, what, what do you want me to say? You want to know what Helen Delamore says about the character of Sunday Valentine? What does Helen Delamore say about the character of Sunday Valentine? Uh, she says, "When I first read this, tr- when I first read the script, I couldn't stop laughing." Fuck off! I've never had that experience before, where I've thought I have to play this character. 
Yahoo doesn't know it, but that role was written for me. I don't know anyone else other than Yahoo who makes this kind of comedy. <laughs> it's very physical and classic, yet it's an inventive style that appeals to everyone. <coughs> you couldn't see this film and not laugh your head off. What does he have on her? <laughs> Helen says that her character Sunday is a cross between a girl with old-fashioned values and a modern woman who is coming into her own. She is very caring, but she comes to learn that you can't help everyone. Sunday and Roger are in fact fairly simple individuals who are able to help each other achieve a little more by pooling somewhat complicated resources. So that's that. Um, All I can, all I have to say about like Sunday Valentine and the whole romance plot is that this is also like at age forty six, Yahoo discovered horniness and put a lot of it into this movie. I wish he had. Like the introduction of Helen is that like, not Helen Sunday is that she falls on Roger's face. And her very large breasts are yeah. like into uh, pressing to his face, and they're they're like both screaming. Um, and then there's a scene in the restaurant where they talk about eggs, but the elderly couple who is also there thinks that they talk about fucking. They're talking about egg whites specifically and how 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 yeah, you how beat you them, beat them stiff. Stiff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> this movie almost passes the Bechdel test. Almost. <laughs> almost. There's a scene where she finally gets to her friend's apartment, to, to Officer Dogfucker's apartment, mm-hmm. and they just kind of reminisce about having worked together uh, on the chicken farm. Um, and at no point do men come up, until they do. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like, at least 45 seconds where men don't come up. I think that counts. <laughs> I think, I, think, I think the movie passed the Bechdel test, which is like the only measure uh, to count whether it's misogynistic or not. So yeah, I guess there's no other way to count whether the movie is misogynistic. I guess Mr. Accident is not a misogynistic movie. Uh, Yahoo Serious is not a misogynist. Um, yeah, he's actually a feminist, if you'll notice. He's actually a feminist because he uh, passed the Bechdel test. So there you have it. Yeah, yeah he has a woman who who builds things. He has a woman as a police officer. Yeah. Um, and she's so not just—he's not just about having uh, b- big voluptuous honkers. Yeah. Uh, she, she's also a, uh, has a character. Yeah, it's more to her than Gonzaga. She also yeah. she also alien. There's a bit where, like, after after they have this first encounter, Yahoo, not Yahoo, Roger's like work lunch is just like spherical objects, like it's just melons and stuff. And for what? And then his uh, co-worker and roommate Lyndon is like, 
I see you have met a woman. Yeah, you're thinking about Booby. Which is why you brought Booby to lunch, I mean, You've got... Melon. Yeah. Something, something, <laughs> sacred food. You've got knuckles on your mind. Yeah, he was. He talked yeah. so much about. He talked so much about Freud and Jung and that in that scene. Um, <laughs> what a perfectly timed siren, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking movie. Mister Accident. Mister Accident. Do you want me to talk about Duxton Chevalier? I feel like we can talk about him, and then like if we yeah. want to talk about the rest of them, we can. But I think this is. Fuck this movie. Duxton Chevalier, parentheses, David Field. Chevalier is enigmatic, menacing, and dresses on the spivvy side of slick. He's street smart, hyper fast, and pathologically entrepreneurial. However, unlike his older brother Kelvin, parentheses, Gary McDonald, Duxton is chillingly unpredictable. His warm, sympathetic, personable attributes are forever counterpointed by outbursts of uncontrollable vileness. Duxton genuinely adores Sunday and clearly enjoys male bonding with his with his employees, Lyndon and Roger. His problem is that he only understands relationships as a form of negotiation and love as a means of possession. There's no denying the subtle charm of this character or the comedy of his anally retentive neatness. It's just that he scares the living daylights out of everybody. What? What are you talking about? Does Yahoo think that he came up with like a Nuanced villain. Yeah, he does. His warm, sympathetic, personable attributes are forever counterpointed by outbursts of uncontrollable violence. I mean, yeah, okay, textually. Textually in the movie, there is that scene where he has a guy talk with uh, Roger where he smokes a cigarette. And then he feeds him the egg at the end and they talk about how Women, it's like they come from another planet. Yeah. Uh, and then when he goes away, uh, R- Roger says, "He's a nice guy. He's a yeah. nice man. A-, a man who a nice man." So like, I guess textually you could say yes. Others are being charmed by him, and he but. But at the same time, the movie like there's clearly at every single moment he's like cacklingly, mustache-twirlingly, cartoonishly evil. Yeah. Like, he's not... I don't know. If... If the... If, if the freaking... Green Goblin from Spider-Man is like a more nuanced villain than this. <laughs> he genuinely adores Sunday. Remember when he spent the only scene they had together in the movie just reading her for shit and calling her a fucking idiot in front yeah. of a bunch of people? Who does he genuinely public? adore Sunday? Fuck off. Eat my hog. I'm so That's sick of this guy. Chevalier. I. We should talk about Lyndon because I have a question. Okay. Why the fuck is Lyndon in this movie? Why is he here? What's his point? Literally, what is his point? My, I guess, I guess his point is because 
Yahoo Serious remembered that comedies are supposed to have a straight man. Yeah. And he, he took that to mean, yeah, the guy who isn't funny, but also the guy who, who fucks a lot heterosexually. Yeah. Because that's Yahoo the only other thing he does. Saw, saw the, the movie Tootsie. Uh, <laughs> and was like, I want to put, put a character in there like Bill Murray's character in that movie was. <laughs> Except Grant Pyro is no Bill Murray. Like, if you want the, like, sardonic roommate character, <sighs> you gotta get someone who can deliver that. <laughs> or you gotta write him lines. Yeah. That are, like, funny. Or you have to make it, but he's also, like, not detached enough to put that, like, archetype. Of, like, in the description it says, Lyndon is a responsible, highly capable egg company accountant who is not only Roger's flatmate, but also his only friend. Although at times Lyndon is infuriated with accident-prone Roger and intimidated by his schizophrenic boss, Chevalier, he generously and confidently counsels them both about the opposite sex. Lyndon has a fetish for women in uniform and enjoys a constant stream of attractive female friends who seem charmed by his cool machismo. This fast-talking guy sure isn't lonely. Unless it's all false bravado. Suck my dick! But like... I don't fucking know. Can like, I read something from the, the from Grant Pirro's page? His, his comments about Lyndon? Right. Comedy is my genre, so I was exceptionally happy to be offered a role in a Yahoo! series film. Mr. ACCIDENT, all capitals, is a genuine tribute to the comedy greats going all the way back to Buster Keaton, so I had an absolute ball making it. Yahoo is very inspirational to work with, certainly not a traditional filmmaker. The collaboration was exciting. We'd be filming a scene and someone would suddenly sniff potential stupidity in something, so we'd all go to work on this new joke, which is a very refreshing and exciting way to develop material. This was set at gunpoint. Yeah. There's no way anyone, in- anyone had fun. Making this movie. No way. No. You know, I mean, it's not... No, Yahoo Serious is gonna be like that guy on set who, like, keeps insisting he's a... Who, like, keeps insisting he's funny, right? And he was gonna be, like, cracking joke and everyone is, like, forced to laugh at him. Like, I was going to say he keeps insisting he's a comedian, but I guess he's, like, professional. He's, like, officially is, right? Just a really shitty one. Yeah. He... The way I imagine him directing... Did you ever read the, like, um... The big expose document about the nostalgic critic and and Shanwazam and everything? Yeah. Do you remember the part where they're talking about how, like... Doug would be directing everybody and he would essentially just be directing them to act more like him. Yeah. That's how I imagine Yahoo series directing. Yeah. Oh, God. What Looks does like he the... have on these people? I'm on the character page for Jeanette Cronin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Rogerson. Ricky Rogerson is a sardonic dedicated policewoman who's proud of her achievements. Only a year ago, she was working with her friend Sunday as a chicken sex at an egg farm in Bucket Flat. Ricky tolerates Sunday's oddball behavior, but can't help belittling her dress sense. Ha ha ha, women be shopping, women be dressing. And then it says, Jeanette Cronin gives a standout performance. <laughs> Does she? This page has 
six paragraphs. Yeah. Yeah, because... This character... Because poor... This poor actress has so many credits. Mm-hmm. And, like, she has a bunch of theater credits. It lists every single play she's been in. The Crucible. Midsummer Night's Dream. This is... This is embarrassing. This, it lists a bunch of, like... TV credits, uh, although one of them is an Errol Friend documentary about Australia, so I guess he just appeared on that uh, as probably an interview subject. Um, But there's... So here's a quote from Yahoo about this character. He said, Ricky was a cracker of a character to write. However, I I never imagined that... Yeah, of course, he was... All oh, those dog sex jokes, come on. <laughs> Hilarious. However, I never imagined that she could have such a genuine, heartfelt, and inspired madness as the life Jeanette breathed into her. Given even the slightest impetus, Jeanette is scarily funny. <laughs> a master Would have been great of to com- see some of that on camera. <laughs> A master of comic timing and withering which she is totally fearless in pursuit of her character's truth. The character who's fucking her dog. For example, in Wardrobe... I, Im- I imagine being on set for... Roy, imagine the scenario. You're in Australia. In the year 1998. Mr. Accident is being filmed. Uh, this is the third Yahoo series movie. Uh, after the smash hit of Young Einstein and uh, the less international phenomenon, the international phenomenon that was Reckless Kelly. Yeah. Hold on, I'm closing my eyes to imagine better. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You are so excited. You're a costume designer, uh, and. You're so excited you got work you got to work on the next Yahoo series movie because there's probably only like three filmmakers in Australia and it's you know George Miller hasn't made Mad Max movies in like a decade it's probably not going to be any other ones because Mel Gibson is getting older so um, yeah hopefully it's not going to get cancelled because there, there's there's only this many celebrities you have in Australia yeah it would be a real shame if he, if he ended up being mm-hmm. a huge racist and misogynist and then this and happened for example, in wardrobe fittings, she had the costume designer, who is you in this case, Roy, and her team in hysterics, as she requested an even bigger bum to be fitted. Isn't that hilarious? Isn't that just like, you know, when you're talking about making your hobby your work, and then you're gonna be happy... For, for all your life, because you're, you're just going to be doing, just going to be doing your hobby. You're just going to be having fun. Never work a day in your life. Never work a day in your life. Because Jeanette Cronin is requesting even bigger bumps to be fitted. I'm never going to be working a day in my life. <laughs> because after I'm given this direction, I'm going to go home that night and Minecraft. This is... I know I keep saying this is miserable, but this is so fucking miserable. Everything about this movie is just like, how is this? This is the most miserable experience I can imagine for everybody involved. Yeah. And I don't feel sorry for any of them. 
There at the bottom of the characters page, it says cameos. Click here for more details. I clicked on this. I clicked on this. I clicked on this and I went to it. I was gonna point this out. I clicked on this. I went to it. Oh my! Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me go back to it. Let me go back to it. This is so bizarre. This motherfucker has the audacity Uh to name one of his one-scene gag characters my on-paper real-life name. (laughs) Unforgivable. No. I have to look at the name that I use when I'm on the clock at work talking to customers and being being a professional and advancing my career on <laughs> yahooserious.com Now, either... This makes this his worst movie to me. I agree. Uh, with <laughs> this. Um, I wanted to make a different point. Uh, this is... A, na- character names aside... I have a serious issue with this page that says cameos. Now there's two there's two possibilities. One all of these people who I have never in my life heard of were huge celebrities in the late nineties in Australia. And Yahoo Sirius somehow got like eight of them to be in Mr. Accident. Or two Yahoo doesn't know what a cameo is. He thinks that, like, bit roles are cameos or minor roles. I don't give a shit what he thinks. Because here are the cameos. Mysterious stranger Paul Livingston, a.k.a. Flacco, anxiously watches Roger Crumpkin's attempt at discovering the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence. This was a weird character. This, This was like a... This was one of those characters where I was like, what, did I miss something? Like, I, I genuinely had to, like, rewind the movie when I got to this character showing up. Because I was like, what? Yeah. what? Why, is, why is this man here? He's like a David Lynch. He's like a character you'd see in a David Lynch movie. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like the cowboy from Mulholland Drive. Or the... Uh, or the, like... Mis- m- mystical man in uh, Lost Highway who was played by a real-life murderer. Um, but he did the, he did the murder after Lost Highway, so you know, <laughs> it's not that David Lynch hired the murderer. Right? That's that he he hired a an a very acclaimed actor who, in his last ever role, played played the villain of his movie and then did a murder in real life and then ended up in jail and never made a movie again. <laughs> Anyway, this is what this Paul Livingston character reminded me of. Then there's charismatic refrigerator salesman Bob Down, who demonstrates the top-range state-of-the-art Twindle Auto Defrost Arctic Prince 2000. So this is this. I, I looked into him. This is a like character who's oh, like famous in Australia. Okay, yeah, yeah I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this this would be like this would be like if you got like. I guess not the not quite the same as if you got like um like slap chop Vince to play a character like him like himself mm-hmm. in a movie, but like you know 
That's the closest thing I can come up with. I know there are better examples, but I can't think of any. Like, Wendy the Snapple Lady, if you're old like me. Um. Yeah. Nicotine Pusher Rats, who... Looking at the, the, <laughs> the disparate and incorrect use of uh, apostrophes here, I can't tell if his name is supposed to be Rat Singular, or if his name is supposed to be Rats. Why is the grammar so bad on this website? <laughs> like, there's so many errors. <laughs> this MF got a bug-eaten type name. <laughs> his name is either Rats or Rat. Like, one of them is... And, and, and the other one is a mistake. Yeah. And there's no photo of him because he was so ashamed of being in Mr. Accident. <laughs> he said, don't you fucking dare put my picture on your website. Yeah. I'm gonna sue you and you're already involved in a different lawsuit. <laughs> <sighs> Felix Williamson um, was in in Lost in some capacity. I don't know how how involved. I think this might be the kind of role where it was like one or two episodes. Yeah. Yeah, even on IMDB it lists <laughs> it listed as listed as question mark as <laughs> as to the which episode or episodes he may have been on. But he Great. does have a he does have a Wikipedia page. He does have a Wikipedia page. Uh, and it's been a ton of stuff. He's been in three episodes of Firescape. Uh, he's been in a lot of Australian stuff I have never heard of. Yeah. Um, Who's to say? Yeah, I, I with some of the other ones. Like, Lisbeth Gore, who plays the woman that Lyndon has sex with at the party, is a broadcaster. In Australia. Yep. So I guess these are all, like, we're all famous people in. But, like, <laughs> it's insane to have this many celebrity cameos in a movie and none of them, like, hold up as being recognizable as celebrity cameos. Like, just get yeah. one. Just get one that I will recognize. Get, like, fucking, you know, the way Flea was in Son-in-Law. Like, get... Yeah. Get fucking... Warren Ellis from The Bad Seeds. <laughs> he didn't have a beard at this point, so I'm not sure I'd recognize him. But that would make it even more alluring. Get, like... They got Tom Waits in Mystery Men. Yeah. I mean, There's Aust plenty of motherfuckers you could get. <sighs> but Australian ones? Who's the Australian Tom Waits? Uh, Nick Cave. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's gotta be Nick Cave. Yeah, but I already said, like, a band... Because I was like, Nick yeah, Cave is yeah, too yeah. obvious. Because I already yeah. revealed in the last, in the previous episode that Nick Cave is the only Australian I know of. Yeah. So I was Get like, one of the fucking guys from ACDC. Yeah. You I don't know, remember any of... I don't remember any of their names. Like, if, if <laughs> Angus Young from ACDC yeah. uh, would have showed up in Mr. X, I wouldn't have recognized him. I, I don't know what the guys in ACDC... What the lads in ACDC look like. I know what their outfits look like. I know what their outfits look like. If, if, if he makes the, if he does the voice, I will recognize yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but just if he plays like a flea in son-in-law type cameo, I would not. 
Uh, I would not have picked him out. Just get Flea. Just get Flea. I think, I think it's probably available for movie cameos, like whoever you are. Yeah, I think Flea, Flea likes to do movie cameos. I I'm think sure so. he would not say no. Yeah, as long as he, get, he gets to take his shirt off, it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, I want to go down, we'll skip We'll skip the one that has my name in it, because I don't want to, that is just making me angry and nobody cares. Yeah. The, last two, the last two alleged cameos are blowing my mind, because Roger Crumpkin's father, parentheses, David Hoey, search Google, first thing that comes up is David J. Hoey Law, okay. which is in North Reading, Massachusetts. Nowhere near Australia. I can't find anything about who this actor is. There's a David Hoey listed as an Australian director on IMDb, but if you look at him and you click on this picture, that's obviously not him. This is not that man. David Hoey. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing that comes up is department. David Hoey, uh, an associate professor in the School of Engineering. Uh, David Hoey, Australia? That's Yeah, I tried to search that, and I... There's an executive analyst for some company on, on LinkedIn, Australian LinkedIn. Yeah. I think, like, further down the list, these cameos become less cameos and just... Yeah, cause, and then... Yeah. Because the and one who is the, your your uh, birth name, uh, I also looked up, and yeah. she is claims, claims to be an Australian uh, actress and singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't have that many credits. Like, she just yeah. has, like, a normal amount of credits for a character actor. Yeah. Like she doesn't. Then, she hasn't played the main role in anything. Right. And then the very last one. Heartbroken little Roger (parentheses Brandon Zanstra. I never, I never used the imagination again. <laughs> if you look at him, if you look him up, Brandon Zanstra on uh, au.linkedin.com, lead data analyst. Not exactly like this is him. I can see, I can see, like, he's got his picture there. He's, uh-huh. he's, he's a grown adult man now, but, like... Maybe he was a child star. Yeah. And, oh, and if you look at him, if you look sure. him up on IMDb, he has two roles, including oh, this Oh, great. One. The, other, the other role is in a movie called Passion, where he's listed as Boy in Park. He has a LinkedIn profile. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. His picture is on his, his LinkedIn profile. That's wild. Insane. Insane. That's so weird. Skilled in data analysis with specialization in SQLR, Python, C Sharp, and Business Intelligence. I can't fucking handle this right now. I looked... I found out that, like, one of the former singers from the Blood Brothers is doing UI for Netflix now. And I'm like, why does everybody go into data analysis? <laughs> this is just what you do. Like, when you finally say, all right, I'm done. Let me go do data. <laughs> Let me go do data. Let me go work in tech yeah. now. I don't think Yahoo Serious knows what cameo means. I don't think. I mean, the only one that I accept as a legit cameo is Bob Down. 
maybe maybe this weird guy this weird guy at the top but i i can't tell if hold on where was it i can't tell if paul livingston or flacco is his character name or is his okay no paul yeah. livingston uh, popularly known as his alter ego flacco is an australian comedian who has regularly appeared on many television shows. So, yeah. So, he he played his... Okay. So, that's why it was so weird to have him. Because he, to the, 19, to the 2000 Australian uh, moviegoer, was, like, in his Flacco character. Like, as the... It says, Flacco was a fictional character played by Paul Livingston on Wikipedia. Uh, Livingston created the character in 1985 when he got up on stage as part of a bet and the audience mistook his nervousness for a comedic character. Flacco's trademark curl of hair on the pale bald head was originally Livingston's actual hair until actual baldness forced him to use head pieces. So what is his character? Flacco was an outsider whose observations of people took out took on an almost alien quality. Okay, so there you have it. Sure. He had a completely bald head with a single stylized thick strand of hair in a coil. was frequently seen in a suit. He made quick observations, often interspersed with incorrect movie theater or cultural quotes. Okay, so there, there's the joke that we couldn't have possibly gotten. It's a character who played like an alien, or a guy who played an alien-like character. And this is an actual cameo then. Uh, and he put that character into Mr. Accent, where he plays, where he is like there in character. Okay, that's one. I'm gonna give him one point for that. That is actually a cameo. Uh, and the other one that we had, uh, Bob Down. Yeah. I think it also counts as a uh, cameo because he plays that same character here. Uh, and then, like, Felix Williamson. There was just an actor, right? Like, that's... Yeah. yeah. Australian an actor. actor. Not a cameo. Oh, he's the night... He's the, he was the scary punk at the night guy. Uh, the nightclub, yeah. night guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the night guy. These three. <laughs> the yeah, these three, these three are just. These are just small roles. Yeah, That's minor all they are. roles. They're just small yeah. parts played by actors. And then the and rest then these, are the, the last two are cameos because they're played by nobodies. The last two, the last two are so not cameos that yeah. I think they negate the two points that we <laughs> gave them for the other two. My next movie has a cameo from Gunther from Across the Road, who is just my neighbor. <laughs> That's like saying that, like, somebody, an extra, who appears in the background in one scene is a cameo. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Alright, so he doesn't know what cameos is. Um... No, he doesn't know what movies are. Let's go back to the... I just wonder if there's anything else to... Uh, look at here. There's another... Th um, movie summary they have here. But we've talked about all the plot points... Yeah. Of the movie. So we don't need to go through that. Um, there's a production Wait. info page. But it's not really about the production. Yeah. This is just... 
premiered in Sydney as a celebration of Australian comedy during the Olympic Games. Sure. Um, that's embarrassing for I know what the that's, entirety of Australia. I know what else I want to talk about. Um, oh, what? There's nothing. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else here, and then we can move on to that. The posters and credits. Uh, trailer and semi-trailer. What does that lead to? I wonder if this is a wacky joke. No, this just doesn't lead doesn't lead anywhere. So. <laughs> Great. Okay, I found something. Oh can you, if you're on the accident page, can you click on click here for the list of Australian big stuff? Delightful. Why is this on here? Why is this here? So, to explain what's what going on here, this is, it says the list of Australian big stuff, because in the previous thing, in the essay he wrote about why, why the Egg Opera House is funny, he says that Australians have a passion for big stuff. So, he shows that by just listing big stuff that is apparently in Australia. I don't recognize any of these. Like it says, it starts with Big, Ep Big Egg Opera House, which defeats the purpose. Like, this is not how you do a joke. Like if you do like a joke entry, you can't make the famous one the first one. Like the one that people recognize. It's not, it's not even the famous one. It's the Big Egg it's Opera the Big House, Egg Opera only House, appears yeah. in Mr. Accident 2000. And then it keeps listing and it alternates in like comedy colors. Cause yeah. it's like alternates between red, yellow, blue, and green fonts. And it says, Big Egg Opera House, Sydney. Big Banana, Coffs Harbour, New South Wales. Big Prawn, Bellina, New South Wales. Big Golden Guitar, Tamworth, New South Wales. Big Oyster, Terry, New South Wales. Big Apple, Stanthorpe, QLD. I don't know what Australian distri district that is. Big Mosquito, what? Queensland. Queensland. Big Mosquito, Hex and New South Wales. Like, it just lists big things. I don't know if these are supposed to be, like, recognizable things or if he just lists big food stuff in Australia. <laughs> well, I'm looking... I, okay, I no. Big Banana is real. Yeah, Big Banana is real. Big Apple is real. I think all of these are real. Um, so the big eggs... The least, big yeah. Sydney Egg Opera House is the only fake one. Yeah. That's even now, worse the, to start out with that one, then. The big, the big, I went, I scrolled down and I, I found one called the Big Yabby, which I don't know what the fuck that is. I tried to find it. Um, I don't, I don't what? know if, so a, a Yabby is, a Yabby is apparently a type of lobster, and I'm trying to find what the fuck he's talking about. No, but it is a thing, because uh, there's the people also ask section says, where is the Big Yabby? And it says, built in 1973 by Henry Jones, the Big Yabby resides at the Murray River town in Clayton. Uh, it links to, I'm gonna link, link you to this, uh, from okay. touristlink.com, the Big Yabby, roadside attractions. Um, there might not be an image though, so it's not very helpful, but yeah, it is I'm trying real. to find a damn image. And I can't find a damn image. Big Yabby has married with Tom Clayton. Uh, while the concrete Yabby remains, the restaurant has still changed both owners and name to become Sales at Clayton. Okay. 
I'm trying to even see if I can find it on on. Uh, okay, you can find like sales. Street View. You can find sales cafe at Clayton Bay because that's what it's called now. It's been replaced. Okay. This just looks. What the fuck? I'm on Google Street View, and uh-huh. it's just there's like nothing that I would recognize as a, a big. It's a big yabby. Like creature. Yeah, it's a big. <laughs> like. This is just like a road. What the fuck? I don't. If this oh, thing ever existed, you, I think it's gone. Can you do me huh? a favor and look at the big peanut? I would love to look at the big peanut. Oh, this is good. <laughs> Can't wait. Great! <laughs> There's just a sculpture of a big peanut in Australia, for whatever reason. This is that... This is that Yahoo serious sense of humor that all the Australians have. Classic. They're just like, let's put a big peanut there. It's gonna be hilarious. Why the fuck not? What if the opera house had eggs? Big watermelon. Big Big watermelon. Big chunk. Big watermelon. (laughs) Big kilt. Yahoo Sirius would fucking make. I, I don't know if he would make Big Chunga's jokes though, because I don't think he <laughs> has like an understanding of pop culture in a way. I think he would call Big Chunga's the Big Rabbit or something. He was like, <laughs> everybody's posting about the Big Rabbit. Oh, the Big Rocking Horse is good. I like this. Big one. Rocking Horse is good. I do Rocking like big things. Like, I, th- I think. I think Yahoo is here making fun of the Australian sentiments to make big things, but big things are cool. And, like, America does big things, too. Yeah. Oh. Do do yourself a favor and look up Big Rock Barrington Tops, New South Wales. Oh, I would love to. I think this, this is your point about Big Rabbit, yeah. <laughs> what? Pecker in the woods. That's not NSW. That's this is what's coming up on the damn uh, Google image search. No, I was gonna say that's not NSW. That's NSFW. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so it's called Big Rock, but what it actually is is a big cock. Yep. Um, cool. It's a big rock that looks like a funny wiener. That's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, it's pretty funny, to be honest. It is pretty funny. <laughs> <sighs> what a weird, magical, whimsical country Australia is. Um, big pineapple permanently closed. Yep. Look, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I'll say it as many times as it takes. I hate Greg Gomez peed. Yeah. I'm so glad we're done talking about him. Yeah. I mean, look. I... Yeah, I respect this person. So, like, look. You might be saying... Don't deadname people, even if you don't like them. I think we can make one exception with Greg Gomez-Pete. 
to our faces when he says that people call him Yahoo in real There's life. There's no way. There's no fucking way. Absolutely no way. So, do we have anything else to say about this goddamn movie? Is there anything else we can say? I can't think of anything that we can Have we ever talked about the cookies on the Yahoo shop? What cookies on the Yahoo shop? Have you clicked on the Yahoo shop thing? Yeah, the last time I looked, there was nothing. Oh, oh I yeah, got oh, some yeah, stuff. This, yeah. Yahoo spy cookies. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Jesus Hilarious. Christ, there's so many of these. Like, I just clicked through four of them. I, and literally, like, the cookies tab, po- the funny cookies start popping up. And then you can't, like, click away until you click through all of them. Like, it gets, uh, if you click on the cookie on the Yahoo shop, Yahoo Spy Cookie, that you get a cookie pop-up that says, YahooSeries.com is now extracting and assessing your bank account and credit card details to check your fiscal vulnerability. Then if you click OK, it says, a cookie is made of serious stuff. It is cyberarily indestructible. Fuck off. Technically a super cookie, it will devour all other cookies and will persist indefinitely. And then there's another cookie warning if you click on that. It says, once installed, you never have to worry about updating or just plain dating. Notice, this does not apply to married users. Then get it off my damn screen! Then if you click on that, it says, this thing is so obnoxious and virulent. You're right about that. It will wedge itself onto every file you ever make from this day forward. It will be impossible to dislodge unless you destroy your computer and software with an axe, burn the pieces and saw the ground with salt. And there's another one if you click OK. God! It, it says, as with all computer cookies, we are affiliated with and pass on all your private details and habits to government intelligence agencies and multinational mail order corporations who annoy you for years and then finally it's over. I hate this man. And with this, I think we have talked about every section on Yahoo's website. I hate this man. I hate all of his works. I'm glad he's been evicted. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about the... When he was sighted on the beach? Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it. There's an article if you Google what happened to Yahoo series. Uh, well, that's yeah. not the one. Uh, rarely seen Yahoo series. Rarely seen Yahoo series. You want to talk about this one? Yeah. So this is where this is where Yahoo is now. Yeah. Um. It's still look. <laughs> if he was actually serious. Uh, <laughs> if he was genuine mm-hmm. about calling himself Yahoo serious, then why does like in articles published now? It still say the Australian actor born Greg Gomez Pete. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes you. Nobody Yahoo. believes you. Greg Gregory. Gregory. He's not even Gregory. <laughs> not even Gregory. <laughs> Maybe that's where it all went wrong. Maybe Mr. Accident is a documentary, and his uh, his parents actually like taught him not to use his imagination. Uh, <laughs> Which made him like really resentful against them and was like, maybe it was like, maybe he was forbidden to make jokes <laughs> because they were bad. Like, like his parents were right. They weren't abusive. They were just like, 
you're gonna embarrass yourself if you do this. Uh, but he he mistook that for like abusive behavior, and he was like, "I'm gonna show my parents that I can be a funny man if I want to." <laughs> yeah, who's serious star of all the classic young Einstein shows off his fit figure while enjoying a swim with his dog at Sydney's Palm Beach. Dot dot dot. Amid the northern beaches COVID-19 outbreak. This is a whole journey, this headline. <laughs> like, look. He's breaking quarantine. Yeah. In Australia in 2020. But you gotta hand it to him, his figure is quite fit. Yeah. I don't think... He looks awful. <laughs> this is the worst image you can... Like, if someone snapped a shot of me where I look like this... <laughs> I would make sure to never be seen in public again. <laughs> What's this face he's making? What's going on here? I don't want to... Far be it from me to body shame. No, of course not. But what is going on with his nipple here? He achieved widespread acclaim for his role in the 1988 comedy Young Einstein, but who vanished from the spotlight after receiving lukewarm reviews for 2000 film Mr. Accident. You don't say. And Australian actor Yahoo series born Greg Gomez Pete was spotted enjoying a swim with his dog at Sydney's Palm Ridge last Tuesday amid the Northern Beaches coronavirus outbreak. The 67-year-old showed off his fit figure in black broad shorts as he waded in and out of the surf with his beloved pooch in his arms. Yahoo appeared carefree and relaxed as he strode across the sand, also <laughs> drawing attention to his peroxide locks. He just has, yeah, I think he just has gray hair now. Yeah, I think he's just, yeah. Oh, yeah it's just aging. Yeah, that's, that's all that is. He later added a blue t-shirt, a striped beach towel draped over his shoulders, and socks and sneakers to the look. <laughs> what look? <laughs> look, he was just it's on the beach. He was yeah. just on the beach. That's it. Honest to God, just on the beach, and then he put on a shirt. And because he was on the beach, he had a towel with him. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then he talks a bit about his uh, this. <laughs> the like subtitle under this like image it says. Fit, the Australian actor born Greg Gomez Speed drew attention to his lean frame in black broad shorts. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He was just existing. Yeah. He wasn't, like, pointing at himself. <laughs> He's, like, flexing. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's... But it's not even... He's not... It's not fit, he's just skinny. He's yeah. a skinny old man. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he looks like... Like, he's 67, sure, he looks fine for being 67. Yeah. What do you want? This article goes on forever. This has this page has as many ads as you can legally fit <laughs> into a web page. So that's where he is now. The other thing that happened was he was evicted for, from his house. Uh, 
and that's all we know of him. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I need this. I, I I need to be done with this man. Um, yeah, we both do. What are we going to do next, Troy? I'm dreading this almost as much as I dreaded it having to I watch. It's, maybe it's gonna movie. be good. Don't say that. <laughs> you know it's not good. It's not. It's gonna be awful. It's gonna be fucking awful. We're watching... With the exception of Wayne's World. We're watching... And Wayne's World 2. Huh? And Wayne's World yeah. 2. And Wayne's World 2. We're watching... The Saturday Night Live movies from... The 1990s up until and including the year 2000. Yep. We're I guess gonna we, watch. Are we gonna be claiming Lorne Michaels as the sicko? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, the He's new the uh, the, our next uh, our Wait, next sicko is not an actor but a producer in this case, I guess. Yeah. Saturday night live movies uh so yeah we're not gonna watch the blues brothers because that doesn't count that wasn't yeah, it's not the 90s it's not the 90s and it's like based on a band that appeared yeah. on snl and not a sketch um and we're not watching wayne's world because it's good <laughs> and we're not watching Magruba because there was like a 10 year gap between yeah. uh the one before that and that one. So the ones we are watching is gonna be Coneheads, starring Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin. Um, the second one is going to be It's Pat. It's Pat. The movie that was so vile that it was pulled immediately. Uh, this has It's Pat had. From <laughs> this is actually pretty funny. From an eight million dollar budget, it made it made a worldwide revenue of sixty thousand U.S. dollars. They needed to spend eight million dollars on it because plot points in this movie involve the band Ween. Really. Yes. Dana and Gina are in there. Okay, now there's something I can look forward to. Are you sure you're looking forward to it? Because I'm kind of... I'm worried for them. Yeah. I'm very Uh, worried for them. And then after that, we're going to watch Stuart Saves His Family. Starring disgraced uh, former United States Senator Alf Reagan. Great. Uh, we're not gonna watch Blues Brothers 2000, um, but we are going to watch Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> Directed by... Enemy of the show. Enemy of the show. John Fortenberry, is that, that's his name? John Fortenberry, yeah, yeah. I almost yeah. remembered his name right. Um, who do you think... We haven't watched it yet. But just from, who do you think is the worst director, John Fortenberry or Yahoo Serious? Mm. That's. I don't think I have. I don't know if I have enough information on John. F- no, it's John Fortenberry. <laughs> I remember he directed <laughs> Fred Two, Night of the Living. Oh Fred. yeah. Okay. 
And I still uh, think Jury Duty is worse than any of these Yahoo series movies. Yeah, Jury Duty is, is... I mean, yeah, Jury Duty is the worst movie we watched. Um, and then Mr. Accident and Reckless Kelly are at the, at the second to last place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to pick which one I hate more. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I can do it. I can't uh, think about them long enough to decide. And then all the... And then I guess, you know, in the army now in Biodome, and then Young Einstein, and then the good Pauli movies. Yeah. I think, like, those are the best ones still. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of these SNL movies is going to be better. The other two that I rewatch, we're watching is Superstar from 1999. Uh, I don't even know who's in this. Molly Shannon. Oh, Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell. Yeah. Uh and then, finally, The Ladies' Man. Starring Tim Meadows. Starring Tim Meadows. I don't know who this is. It'll be, it'll be great. It'll be great. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna see a lot of Will Ferrell. Gonna see a lot of Will Ferrell. Gonna be spending our summer with Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hope everyone is excited for this. I'm not. Um, so that'll be. <laughs> that I, has been. Yeah, go on. The, yeah, the only thing I'm dreading more than having to watch It's Pat 1994 yeah. starring Julia Sweeney is the 2022 midterm elections. <laughs> the Ladies' Man has so many famous people in it, but I don't want to look. Yeah. It's this is gonna be the I most s- movies we're gonna watch for a season, yeah. uh, which is gonna be interesting. I'm 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 deeply scared of of all of these movies in in very unique ways. Yeah. Yeah, get ready for that. Yeah, and I guess Coneheads is not gonna be as bad as the other ones, but that's gonna be pretty bad too, probably. Yeah. Stuart right. saves his family has a fifty. Stuart. Well. Metacritic fifty percent, but yeah, all the all the Rotten Tomatoes ratings are like below forty percent. So <laughs> <laughs> its pet is at zero percent. Good, it should be. Uh... This is already the worst movie I've ever watched, and we haven't even <laughs> like. There's no way it's not gonna be the worst movie we've ever seen in our lifetime. God. All right. This has been. The This has been a serious podcast. We've been serious about this. Um, serious and Ebert. You know. You know. I hope I hope Yahoo Serious will never make a movie again. He better fucking not. I hope he's going to fade into total obscurity other than like people remembering this podcast, uh which <laughs> you know, give us give us a five star review, give us a Give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, tell your friends about the show so they know about Yahoo Serious. I hope Yahoo Serious will will remember will not fade into obscurity, but rather be remembered for being the the death to the death of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we remember him because those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. I have been Janosch. I'm Roy. I don't know why so serious. How the fuck do we close this? We fucked it all up. Who cares? Good riddance.
Goodbye. <laughs> Go to hell. Go yeah, we're serious.